You are listening to the Rolling Tape Podcast, and this is Eugene Rocco Utley's interview with Sean Schiavolin, director of To My Father. Hi, this is Eugene Rocco Utley with The Rolling Tape, and I'm very excited to have with me today uh, Sean Schiavolin with the Tribeca Film Festival. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Eugene. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we want to talk a bit about your short documentary that you have produced uh, or that you have um, directed and written um, to my father. This is about Troy Kotzer's story about his father growing up, um, his struggle um, and finding himself and eventually going on to win the Oscar for Coda. So um, I just want to start off by asking, um, where, where does the connection begin with this story? You've worked a lot with the idea of fatherhood in your story. So I would love to hear just any kind of personal connection you have to fatherhood and what covering Troy's story meant to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I had a I had a father. And fortunately, all through through my life and consistently, which is which is, um, you know, unfortunately, not 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 the case so much these days. I think something like one one in four um, growing are growing up without a father in the house. So I feel very fortunate. And and um, so with Troy's story, right, like when he got up on and received his Oscar and, you know, as a dedication to his dad. Um, clearly clearly moving right um 
you know, just kind of blown away. And, you know, my, my, my dad passed earlier than he should have. Um, and, and Troy, you know, he, he, he let on that something tragic happened to his dad. His dad got hit by, um, in a car accident, he got hit by a drunk driver and, um, and, uh, and he couldn't, he couldn't sign to him anymore. Troy's fake. Troy was born into a hearing family. Right. And, and his dad, um, he said was the best signer. Right. And then you come to find out all, all that his dad, um, did for Troy to make sure that he could, he could thrive, um, in a hearing world. Right. He, he ended up um, really just embodying this this self-sacrificial fatherly love that um, it's just like this this icon of, of fatherhood that you, that that we all intuitively understand in some way, I believe, right? Like, I mean, um, and and especially if we we don't have it around, we we want it, right? Um, uh, so that's that's my connection. Um, but dads are good. Dad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. First off, thank yeah. you for sharing um, that personal part of your story and how that was able to um, impact and help your directing with this story because um, sharing Troy's story is um, absolutely amazing. And I love being able to learn about just his story of him growing up and what kind of household that he was able to be supported by and how that really led him in the uh, trajectory that he went. And I also thought that there was a lot of ways there. this tied back into um, Coda, the uh, movie that he won the Oscar for and only seems to even reframe his perspective of the idea. I mean, even during uh, one of the parts that you captured the graduation speech, he talked about how um, he never felt like he was deserting his father um, because his father wanted the best for him. And that reminded me a lot of Coda. So I think that your story was able to capture a lot of those um, great aspects of him. So did he ever share any type of those uh, personal aspects in particular for how maybe it tied in with his trajectory from there going with Coda? Yeah, um, not so much, but those, you know, those, those similarities were were, were very present. And, and I think you could see in Coda, right? Like you can see um, a lot it was just such a great role for him. You know, you can see by through, through our film, right. You can see, you make these connections. Um, so how, how, you know, how, what, what a, he's, he's embodying, embodying his, his father, mm-hmm. um, in, in that. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. So yeah. That, yeah. That, that's much. Yeah. yeah. That's really great. And, to bring this back to um to my father um this this i mean this was a, just such a gorgeous story that really shared um his story and i could just tell through your directing style and through your approach to this that you had a lot of respect to properly doing this not only for the story of fatherhood but also acknowledging his impact on the deaf community um there was a lot of ways where i noticed you stick uh stuck very strict to using subtitles you didn't uh throw in voiceover and um a lot of just the even subtleties of um, being death, you kept um, represented within your story. So what was the um, approach towards making sure that you're staying respectful towards the deaf community whenever creating this story and making sure that that was properly shown through his story as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just we just had to make it for the deaf audiences, too. It, I mean, it, it only makes sense, right? Like, um, so... 
So and, and you know, and so that made us that forced us to kind of rethink a lot of a lot of the techniques and methods that we use and uh you know and kind of developed throughout my career. Um uh, it, you know, it, it was interesting, right? It, it was a real challenge uh, and, a, and a great challenge um, because, um, you know, that's that's just the moment we're in, right? It's kind of exploring, uh, uh, kind of really getting into to understand um, Troy. We're telling a story. We've got to understand. We've got to understand him. And so, um, so we, you know, we we cast. All deaf actors, if, if they were playing a deaf uh, character, then 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 we needed to cast a deaf a deaf actor, and you know uh, that was honestly that was way more difficult than we assumed um, because there weren't tons of of deaf actors out there. So we ended up working with uh, you know with a lot of um, actors who who hadn't really acted before, right? And so. Um, that, and it was fantastic being able to work with them. It just take, it just took a little longer. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of their performances, um, in this. And, and then, you know, as I mentioned, like in the editing process, right. And in even pre-production under like trying to conceive, uh, how we're going to tell this story in, in an engaging, well, in an engaging way for both audiences. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the things, um, you quickly learn is that okay we've got Troy's the narrator here and um he he uses his hands uh his language is his hands and and his expression uh, on his face and and his his movements um so there's you can't cover that up with with like with images right like typically we'll use like with b-roll right to cover up and, and establish like a visual narrative uh, as the story is growing um and we couldn't do that so so one of the things that we did um is that in his interview we we created this projection effect where we were using these tonal elements um that reflect his emotion and reflect part of the story uh in that um so yeah i mean from beginning to end it was just a, a a whole a whole different approach uh to to our project yeah that that's really great that you're able to just find all these ways of being able to visually communicate your story like you're mentioning the backdrop of the visual b-roll playing in front of him so that way it wasn't taking away from his words and his sharing his story, which is very great. And you've worked with a lot of documentaries before. Would you say that that was the biggest difference that you had to learn amongst all of them? Were there other challenges that um, this documentary brought up specifically that you maybe didn't have to deal with in previous works of yours? Yeah, you know, every every project brings brings its own its own unique thing that you got to. Uh, I really I really believe in you know just really sort of customizing the project and the form of the project um, for each story. Um, so yeah, this one was definitely a, uh, um, had the most biggest uh, departure in, in what, in what I have done, like methodologically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also noticed whenever you were telling the story that there was a lot of um, nonlinear approaches that you had whenever telling this. Um, like you start off 
um, a couple of minutes in showing that he gets the Oscar. I'm, um, you also have like during the grad speech, it intercuts back and forth where at one point he's talking about it and then the crash happens and then you realize that it was happening, um, that the speech was happening after the crash and how it interweaves with that story. Um, so what was the process like for planning out this story to properly show Troy's emotional path throughout this? Yeah, yeah, I would say um, one important one important point in our pre-interviews, Troy Troy shared with us that he um, that he was asked after after this accident when he was he was seventeen um, after his dad was was paralyzed from the neck down that um, his his school reached out to him and asked him to to give a uh, graduation speech one of the and. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, that that this must have been so profound. And actually, probably because um yeah, I my yeah, I'm just realizing like my brother actually died um when I was around the same age. And so I understood that that gravity of and just the emotion. I couldn't have done, I couldn't, I couldn't have stood on stage and um like given a talk, mm-hmm. but he did. And he had his brother videotaped it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we we have to get get this uh, tape." And so it was a there was a moment where I thought maybe like they they couldn't find it, and I thought maybe we weren't going to get it. And um, so I guess it was just it was providence that that we were able to get it. And um, uh, yeah, that so that was powerful. I I. Honestly, I, what was what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just about finding the proper way to um, tell Troy's story through this because there was a lot of nonlinear aspects. Oh yeah, right. Involved. Yeah, so, so I think I I brought that up because um, you've got these. It's it's very much Troy's memory, right? Our memories are are nonlinear. Where we're present in the moment, and we need to we sort of go into their head and and experience the way that our our head uh sort of creates and presents how we remember these things and uh and so we, we definitely tried to to bring those elements into that visually I mean, the other thing is because because he's deaf you know um and because uh you know the the sense of seeing uh the visuals i thought they really needed to to be rich, right? And um, I try to do that with everything, but for for this in particular, um, I, that was that was that was super important. And um, like so, so recreating, going back into these these memories of his, and um, and sort of telling the story in a way that that all of these things, uh, all of these memories. Um, they're not linear, necess- you know, necessarily, right? They, they, they're common, and you can access them at any any moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very great. And um, I just want to leave you uh, with one more question. Um, I know that you talked a lot about how um, you had a personal connection to this story through your own sense of fatherhood and your connection with your father. And um, there was a quote that I, I saw that you mentioned um, about this project and bringing um, Troy's story to life. Um, whenever you described the film's ability to capture the story and inspire uh, reflection, quote for you on um, the power of sacrificial love. So mm-hmm. I just want to leave on what sacrificial love 
means to you in terms of fatherhood, in terms of this story and how this um, Troy story properly conveys this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day and, um, and, you know, they're like, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever have kids. And my mom's telling me to have, uh, she wants me to have kids. And I just don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I got four kids. Um, so, and what I told her, I was like, you know, you don't really sort of understand yourself until you have kids. And, and the, and the process is, is a real sort of, um, just giving, you know, you're, you're, you're pouring yourself out and it's hard and it's challenging. Um, but what you receive from that is just, and, uh, it's just immensely rich and, and beautiful. Um, and, and then you come to the term, you, you understand yourself, um, and your capacities, um, better. Um, so in Troy's story, right. His dad, his dad is so clearly, um, it just was able to, he's so such a larger than life character, right? He's like the police chief in charge of, uh, all of Mesa, Arizona. And, and yet, um, he knew that he needed to give his, his deaf son everything um to thrive in the hearing world right and um and it's just a and so he like starts he starts coaching his teams he starts deaf programs he, he like started this whole um um like a, a regional uh deaf sports team and um so all of that stuff is just it's just to me, it's just, just, just giving it, giving himself and, um, you know, seeing a need and, and, um, and really pouring himself into it. And, uh, and you see, you see the fruit of that, right? Like Troy loves acting, right? Like, and so, you know, this is, a, this is, a, this is pretty, this is in the seventies, right? Um, when, and there wasn't a lot of support and, and there wasn't a lot of, um, awareness of, um the the deaf world right and and support and 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 ASL was hardly like really established right um so the so see to see the things that his dad did is just uh, uh inspiring mm-hmm. yeah well, well Sean thank you so much for bringing uh Troy's story to life about him and his father Len um it, it was a beautiful documentary and uh thank you so much for taking time out of your day to have this interview yep. you're very welcome Eugene yeah yeah we wish Appreciate you the best it. yeah we wish you the best of luck at Tribeca um you are premiering on June 8th I believe correct that's right okay. seven seven o'clock Sounds great. Well, congratulations to you. Um, Congratulations to your team and Troy. And yeah, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day for this. Yeah, you're welcome. Take care. Take care.